Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the Sports Edge with Rick Wolf on your flagship station for New York sports. The Fan, Sports Radio 66 and 1019 FM, WFAN, New York. Hi, everybody, and welcome to this week's edition of Rick Wolf Sports Edge. I'm your host, Rick Wolf. Operation Varsity Blues. That was the code name that the FBI used to track down college coaches, parents, and college prep administrators who were cheating the system. And as you know, the fallout has generated shockwaves. Now, I want to spend some time this morning talking about the college admissions scandal that rocked the world of parents, and especially of their student-athletes, this past week. Now, let's take a step back. In light of what has been revealed in recent months by the FBI about several college basketball coaches approving bribe money being paid to high school recruits by middlemen, I think these latest revelations of parents paying astounding amounts of money to ensure their kids are admitted into top colleges, well, unfortunately, this just sort of seems to follow in the same way. Now, in total effect, I think this sort of almost mirrors what has happened in the the hyper-competitive world of sports parenting. That is, that moms and dads are so eager to see their offspring do well and to have the the so-called right connections in life that they will pay any price to make sure that their kid gets into a top college. Now, remember, just as in sports, which is supposed to be based totally on an equal playing field when it comes to our kids, and all meritocracy, no favoritism, well, it turns out that a number of college coaches and administrators have been flat-out bribed by wealthy parents. And even worse, and not to be cynical or sarcastic, but I fear that this latest scandal may just be the tip of the iceberg. That is, how many other parents are bribing college coaches to get their kids into top colleges? Or closer to home, are there any sports parents out there who are bribing travel or club team coaches to to ensure that their kid starts on the team or gets a lot of playing time or perhaps gets a a wonderful recommendation to college coaches about the kids' talents? Does this kind of thing happen at the high school level as well? In truth, I, I wouldn't be surprised because, quite frankly, the stakes, as we all know, have become so substantial and so large. Anyhow, I want to get your take on this this morning because this has so many layers and it goes in so many different directions uh, that I, I, I just find it so shocking and unsettling, and I'm sure you do as well. The number, of course, is one 337 6666 And moreover, what kind of message is all this sending to our kids? And how do we talk to our children about this kind of thing? Now, let me just review quickly 
how this all works for sports parents, especially at the more uh, competitive colleges. It's routine for the head coach of, of every sport to provide a list to the admissions office of which applicants are to be considered by the coach and by admissions as slotted athletes. Those are kids who may not have the top grades or SATs or ACTs to get admitted as a regular applicant. But because they are gifted or uniquely talented athletes, well, quite frankly, they get a bit of a break from admissions. If an athlete is slotted, they usually get in. Now, there are other student-athletes who apply who may not be slotted but hope to be admitted as what we call recruited walk-ons. Then, apparently, according to the scandal, there have been kids who not only were particularly good students academically, but were somehow got slotted as athletes to be admitted at prestigious schools like USC and Stanford, Wake Forest, Yale, and so on, even though many of these kids never even played the sport they were recruited for. Now, among <laughs> there was one kid who was uh, a slotted athlete, means he gets favoritism, uh, who was a, a long snapper in football, who weighed 145 pounds. There were crew members who didn't even row in high school, top tennis recruits who don't play tennis. I mean, come on, this is just blatantly unfair. The only talent that these kids brought to the table was that they had very wealthy parents who were eager to scam the system. And again, at some point, you're going to have to, once again, as I say all the time, sit down, talk to your kids, and explain all this to them. And you have to discuss it with them because, first of all, you have to explain to the kids that what these parents did, it's a serious, serious crime. People will go to jail. And, of course, from the coach's perspective, they've ruined their life's reputation as a coach. And we've already seen lawsuits begin to pop up everywhere, and, and many more will come as well. It, it's just unbelievable this is happening. And, again, under the guise of, of athletics in terms of coaches saying, yeah, okay, fine, if I can get a big payday on this, um, even though I make a fine salary to begin with as a college coach, why not do it? Simple as that. I mean, let's, let's, let's talk about this because it's just absolutely, as I said, it just rocks the entire world uh, of fair play and uh, college admissions. one 337 6666 Let's start our conversation this morning. Let's go, to, um, let's go to our friend Ed Ward over in Elizabeth. Ed, good morning. Good morning, Rick. How you doing? Good. How are you, Ed? Good. It's amazing how, how sports is getting crazy on the college level. Yes. Honest. I mean, you, let, let's talk about Will Wade. Will Wade don't even want to talk to his administrators about what's going on, and they're holding him back from coaching on that. Well, it, it, uh, it, just, to, just to clarify for our, uh, our listening audience who may be familiar, Will Wade is, is a young guy in his mid-30s. He's a head basketball coach, men's coach at LSU. And, and a, a tape circulated last week about him trying to, you know, to basically uh, was angry that one of the players was supposed to come to LSU. How come the bribe money uh, wasn't being paid or whatever? And, you know, Wade is like saying, well, I should be, be able to keep con- uh, continue to coach LSU. <laughs> LSU administrator said, what, really? How's that work, you know? It's just it's, bizarre. It's, it's amazing. Um you know, you know the ethic of you know offering a kid a scholarship, possibly academic money, to help defray their cost of college. 
it's all changing. Now it's all, it seems like the parents want to buy everything and all that. And, you know, when you find out that they're, they're telling these coaches that, yeah, my, my son never played the sport, but can you get him in as this and all that stuff? This is getting out of control. It really is. And well, it's funny. I was at a baseball game yesterday, umpire, and I was with a legendary high school coach, Joe Urbanovich. And we were talking about this issue. When he was coaching, and he said, this never happened. You never know, people happened. Were just, people were just happy to be offered a scholarship, and if they got academic money, it was great. Now it's like, you know, you've got to let the kids in, into prestige schools. I think the big thing is when they go to their cocktail parties on the yachts, they want to speak how highly their kids are going to these prestigious schools. Of course. I mean, it, it's all about, uh, and Ed, thank you as always for the call. Have a great day, Rick. You, you too, Ed. I mean, it's all about the parents, and again, this is why I say it's somehow, this is, it harkens back to sports parents who are who would do anything to give their kids an advantage that uh, if somehow they can go, as Ed says, to a cocktail party on their yachts and brag about the fact their kid got into a top college, you know, then I can reveal that, you know, I had to basically bribe a college prep administrator who then went out and bribed uh, college officials and college coaches to do that. I mean, again, this runs so deeply counter to the idea that telling your kids if you work hard and you study hard and you get good grades and you work hard at your sport, then maybe someday this will all pay off by getting into a top college on your own merit. It's nothing to do with mom and dad, you know, somehow, you know, greasing the wheels by, by basically uh, having massive payoffs to, to, to college administrators and coaches. Let's move on. Let's go to, uh, let's go to Carrie out in Rockville Center. Hey, Carrie, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning. I don't, I'm not sure why this surprises anybody. I'm, for years, people have been paying people to take SAT scores. And when you say sit down and talk to children about how kids are getting into college because of wealthy parents, yep. it's not just wealthy parents. It's kids that are getting in because they're saying that they're um, a certain ethnicity when they're not or a certain um doing anything so uh, you know how about all the the kids that are coming here to america now and are getting free educations how do you sit down and talk to the kids and say while parents are working hard to put you through some kids will be able to get to go without having taking a student loan so you know where's the conversation begin well, I understand what you're saying, Carrie, but, but the fact is, and yes, we've always had suspicions. We've always had heard stories about situations where perhaps, uh, you know, a kid or uh, somehow uh, cheated or there was, especially with uh, taking the standardized national exams. But these were so rare, these stories, and they popped up. And invariably, the college admissions people who were held to a higher level of, of really checking on these things, they would wonder how come a kid... One day got a, I don't know, a, a, a score of 1,000 on the SATs. The next time they took the SATs, they got, uh, you know, uh, 1,400s. How could that be? There would be questions asked. How, what happened? What's going on here? Uh, you know, as far as uh, these kind of things happening in the past, yeah, they did happen. But th- this kind of stuff, where it's just all about pure greed, I mean, this is nuts. And, and you know, it just rocks to the complete foundation of, of – um, of what's going on in terms of athletics and, and academics in this country. And apparently this was going on, as you said, you know, in recent years and maybe still be going on. We just other coaches haven't been caught yet. It's as simple as that. And that, that concerns us. Kerry, thank you for the call because it, it just doesn't make any sense. It's not fair. 
And if you're going to play sports in this world, in this country, you all automatically assume your kids are going to be on an equal and level playing field. That's what we're talking about. And that's why this is, uh, this is so earth-shattering in terms of our, our concepts and, and, and belief in the fundamentals of fair play. Uh, I, I, it's just, um, again, it's hard to look anywhere in the papers this week and not be confronted with this because it's just uh, out of control. And as I said, it may still be going on in other places we're not even aware of. I mean, I remember one of the quotes I saw from a, a woman who had played on the, uh, the Yale women's soccer team uh, and was talking about their disgraced uh, soccer coach uh, saying that, well, it looked like in recent years, it was curious, there was always a couple of girls on the soccer team at Yale who just didn't seem to have anywhere as close to the kind of ability of the other kids on the team. And we all wondered how that happened. Anyhow, let me take a time out here. Obviously, I want to take more of your calls and comments about this today and what can be done to stop this from happening again. one 337 6666 John Minko has your update. When I come back, we'll continue talking about this unbelievably shocking scandal. Back here on the Sports Edge, we're discussing this morning the extraordinary college admission scandal from this past week. And if your kid uh, could have been slotted as an athletic recruit at USC or Yale or Wake Forest or Stanford, and he or she wasn't because some wealthy non-athlete got that slot due to their parents bribing the coach via a middleman, then you're probably outraged. You know, I, it's funny, I, I can recall reading not too long ago that in the SEC, the Southeast Conference, that thanks in large part to massive uh, TV contract revenue from sports like football and, and hoops, the college coaches at those SEC schools like Kentucky were suddenly being paid 250000 or 400000 or more a year for coaching sports which are non-revenue sports like tennis or track and field or soccer. And again, those salaries were being paid for by, again, the revenue from the school was all legitimate coming in for football and basketball. I thought that was great because college coaches uh, of those non-revenue sports presumably work just as hard as the basketball or football coaches, and they deserve to get very good paychecks, even though their sports, for the most part, lose money for their colleges. But this whole scandal stuff, I mean, where does the greed just end? I mean, Rudy Meredith, a longtime uh, women's soccer coach at Yale, who was highly respected, apparently accepted hundreds of thousands of dollars to help in the admission of non-soccer playing soccers, soccer uh, recruits who were slotted. He's no longer now at Yale. The, the, it goes on and on. The water polo coach at USC, I mean, he had won 16 national championships in his career and yet guided a, a donation of $250,000 into his program in order to get uh, two non-water polo recruits into the college. Gordy Ernst, who served as the tennis coach at Georgetown for several years, received quote-unquote consulting fees worth $2.7 million in guiding non-tennis playing kids into Georgetown as though they were top-ranked USTA players. Uh, Ernst left Georgetown a couple of years ago to go to the University of Rhode Island, where he's now been placed on administrative leave. The women's volleyball coach at Wake Forest allegedly took more than $100,000. The women's soccer coach at UCLA took allegedly more than 200000 in bribes. I mean, it goes on and on. Did they all these coaches really think these are victimless crimes? Didn't they care about their reputations or perhaps about going to jail? It's just, it's just mind-boggling. 
Let's go back to the calls. Let's go to uh, let's go to Rich in White Plains. Hey, Rich. Good morning. You're on the fan. Hey, Rick. How you doing? Good. How are you? Okay. Um, I think a certain amount of indignation needs to go to the universities for their uh, lack of vetting. I mean, it, it, you just rattled off how many names? Yeah. I, what, I'm, I'm, how long does it take to figure out a kid can't pole vault? And then go and investigate how this kid got into the school and and stop the corruption. Um, you know, in the beginning when it started happening. You know, Rich, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Uh, you know, there's so many stories that are coming out. First of all, a number of these kids, uh, in a sense, they were quote unquote innocent victims themselves because they weren't even aware what their parents were doing. There was some story uh, I read. I, I believe it was a kid uh, as a freshman had was uh, going into orientation at USC, and when he arrived on campus, and I guess they were having some some people counselors meet the kids, and the, the counselor looked at this kid's applications. Oh, you want to go to the athletic orientation because you're on the track and field team, and sure. the kid said, I, "I'm not. I don't do track and field." And the guy said, "Oh no, you're a pole vaulter, right?" <laughs> I mean, it was a, it's unbelievable. So everybody is is certainly has culpability here because it's just uh, and you have to assume we know the college admissions officers try to work in secret and they again they want to be they're supposed to be held to a higher standard well when when it gets to the depths and the intricacies that you seem to have indicated i don't know the whole story it seems like there are more people maybe people higher up involved in the corruption getting paid off who knows where uh this could end yeah i uh, rich i i i feel the same way I mean, if I'm a university president, uh, I'm thinking, uh-oh, I better go sure and make sure everybody in the college admissions, athletic administration, we got to make sure this is squeaky clean because the, the whole idea about uh, being admitted into a top college is about integrity and, and making sure things are done above board. Um, it's always been a case, as I said, with slotted athletes. We sort of understand that. We live with that. But that's a very small proportion of the kids being admitted. And again, even there, you still, like I know in the Ivy League, they have something called an academic index where they say, in effect, to the eight Ivy League schools, you got to have kids who really do. They may not be superstar, you know, straight-A students if they're athletes, but they still got to have top grade point averages, and they still have to do fairly well on the uh, standardized test. You just can't bring some dope in and, and then say he's a great athlete and he's going to play. It doesn't work that way. It's not supposed to work that way. And now it's all about kids or parents having deep pockets. As simple as that. It's it's reminiscent of when people used to just make things up and uh, put them on their resumes, and yeah. employers wouldn't, um, you know, bother to uh, uh, check uh, uh, everything Rich, on the resume. That's an oh. excellent observation because you know, in the last ten years, we've seen college coaches. Now these are fully functioning grown-ups who have embellished their resumes when they get appointed to a top college job. And all of a sudden, somebody now goes back and checks them. This is all thanks to the Internet, because you can go back and check the uh, the factual orientation of these resumes. And college coaches have then said, oh, well, yeah, it looks like I did sort of make some stuff up about uh, my, my college playing days or this or that, whatever. And they're fired. I mean, it's just... It's, hey, Rick. Yeah. You know, when you said embellish it, I'm thinking, that, you know, who's setting the example? We've got a president who is the embellisher-in-chief, okay? <laughs> and... And talk about make, set, you know setting an example for everybody else. Boy, oh boy. <laughs> Rich, I hear you. Thank you for the call. Let me move All on. Right. Take care. But, you know, Rich's point's well taken. Yeah, I mean, 
you got to make sure that when it comes to your applications and if you you and we all want to get big jobs and want to get promoted but you got to be careful what you put out there these days because people can double check and, and do their homework on you. I don't know what happened here with these kids who got into these colleges. How come the admissions offices weren't weren't paying more attention or, or maybe they were just being paid to look the other way. Let's go to uh, let's go to our friend coach Tom over in North Arlington. Tom, what do you make of this? Good morning, Rick. Hey Tom. Uh, yeah, I, like you said, this has happened not not at this scale, but before. But but to me, I look at it first of all. I'm like, what's the difference between this and people who have donated millions to, toward a college and they get their kids in? Well, let's let's talk about that for a second, Tom, because I know that that that's an issue to be addressed as well. We do know, we do know, and kids aren't stupid. They look around; they, they'll they'll be a freshman or sophomore in college, and they'll say, "Hey, there's a there's a big." library here in campus has the same last name as you do yeah exactly you know uh is your is your you say your kid's name is widener well is you know there's a widener library at harvard is are you related to the wider well yeah as a matter of fact you know so people do understand this that there are some kids who obviously are looked upon favorably because there's a huge amount of money being donated to the school you know from the family now that's been done for years doesn't happen very often, and and it's it, nobody can really prove this that it is a direct connection. But we all sort of know the wink and nod. Now, is that is that different from what's going on here? Yeah, yeah to me. Uh, sorry, Rip. I'm sorry. No, go ahead, Tom. I'm curious at your thoughts. Oh yeah, I was going to say is to me it's the same thing at a different level. Okay, because one's a law and one's not. Um, uh, you also have, I mean, you want to talk about the inequities in college. Yep. You have these kids coming in, these one and duds. I mean, it's been, you know, verified that a lot of these kids never even go to class because by the time they become ineligible, they're gone. Correct. You know, you know what I mean? Uh, so, the, the, you know, uh, to me, the only way kids that, that, that work hard and do it can get on the same level is if, like some politicians want, you have free college. I think that would take a lot of this out of it. At least, at least people would have to go more on the merits, and other people wouldn't be denied. And to be honest with you, the only reason, I know this sounds funny, but it's not more widespread because most people who would do it can't because they can't afford to. You, you know, a lot of people you know involved in travel teams and other things that do anything for their kids. They right. pressure high school coaches. Don't you think if they had millions, they would do the same thing? Hey, Tom, I think, I uh, again, I cannot prove this, and I'd prefer to think that it doesn't happen, but I'm not naive. And I assume that if, if parents have substantial means, that they're probably having situations in place with their kids on travel teams. And, you know, perhaps some money is being transacted so that the coach does get the kid a little more of a leg up in terms of playing time or uh, uh, getting a better favorable recommendation to college coaches. Who knows what goes on? But if this is happening at this level with this kind of money uh, at the collegiate level, I can just imagine it's happening at travel and, 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 and club teams as well. We, I mean, we just can't be... We can't uh, be naive about this kind of thing. Yeah, this is this whole, this is a whole thing on society, Rick, and we've talked about it before. Where yes. you know when you when you were growing up or when I was growing up, can you imagine coming home and asking you, you're telling asking your parent to pay for something so you can get into something? They take go do it yourself. I, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, as crazy as that sounds, I mean, you know, it's just a different. It's like learning to get yourself out of your own problems. Or I, whatever. I, I, take care, Rick. Thank you. Thanks, Tom. And and Tom's Tom? point is well on on target. I mean, this is. It, 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 we know society is always in flux. It's always changing, 
But this is getting out of hand, and, and that's why we think the people now are, are beginning to push back and say, what the heck is going on here? Let's go move over to uh, Sebastian in New Jersey this morning. Sebastian, good morning. You're on the fan. Good morning. Jeez, I was wondering how long it would take to blame Trump for this. but uh, Well, Trump's not my, part my, of this. My, I mean, real, point, my yeah. real point is that these admissions uh, people have been dirty for years. My God, because they, they kind of zeroed in on the sports people, that makes it a headline. But the real dirt is way beyond the few athletes that get in via this. I mean, when you really examine what's really going on, that's where the dirt is. The admissions, the admissions process to most of these schools, I mean, the Ivies, it's kind of a joke. I mean, the legacy thing and, and whose who's, uh, father is famous and whatever, uh, where kids that are really super qualified, they get, they get passed over because they're not in that niche. So uh, the money flies to those institutions, and um, not just through the sports people. They just Somebody found another avenue. That's well, all that happened here. Sebastian, I will tell you this, and, and, and thank you for the call this morning. Uh, just, uh, again, I don't want to go too deeply into this because I'm talking primarily about the athletic situation, but, you know, in the Ivy League, uh, I mean, there was a book about 10 years ago, I think, uh, called The Price of Admission, and I believe it was Brown University, which sort of said that, yeah, we'll take kids in here, uh, every year who come may not have the best uh, the, the requisite grades and boards, but they come from fam, uh, wealthy families or, or famous families, and we feel if they get admitted, then maybe the parents will, will, will send a lot of money to the school. That caused an outrage 10 years ago. Uh, as far as the legacy stuff, the, uh, you know, I will tell you, I, have, uh, I know personally of, of people, uh, parents, both parents had attended an Ivy League school, and then their kid doesn't get in. And, and I've seen that happen a number of times. So the legacy stuff has been tampered down quite a bit, uh, which I get, I sure existed, you know, 30 years ago. But nowadays, the, the, the admission to these top colleges is so competitive. You know, just having a parent or two parents uh, being alums of the same Ivy League school doesn't really happen as much as it used to. I mean, that, I do get that sense very strongly. Let's, uh, let's move quickly. Uh, well, actually, let me take a break here because I, I'm looking at uh, the clock here, and I have to take a timeout. A lot of calls this morning. Obviously, I want to get to as many as I possibly can. Uh, I, I do think that uh, this is an issue. I'm, I'm in, a, in a sense, I'm sort of glad this has now come to the forefront because clearly uh, this just cuts right to the core, again, of, of the idea of sports being meritocracy, and, and we want our kids to have an equal chance of getting in. But it sure isn't right when all of a sudden you find out that uh, hundreds of thousands, millions of dollars are being funneled through uh, college prep administrators into college coaches so the kids can go to that school. That's just flat out wrong. It's as simple as that. one 337 I'll be back with your calls after this update. And just a couple of quick uh, program notes. A quick reminder on, on Wednesday, April 3rd, at Mawa High School over in Mawa, New Jersey at 7 p.m. I'll be presenting that evening on sports parenting and, of course, taking your questions from parents and coaches about what's happening in the world of sports these days. And uh, I look very, very much forward to the event. Again, that's April 3rd, 7 o'clock at Mawa High School. Also, I want to remind you that my book, Secrets of Sports Psychology Revealed, you can uh, pre-order the audio version today on Amazon, or you can buy the print version also on Amazon as well. Right now, we're talking about this college admissions scandal, and we're talking your, taking your thoughts and comments 
on what can be done to prevent this from happening again. Uh, you know, we know that this is just beginning to uh, go into full bloom now in terms of uh, lawsuits, parents, administrators, people are looking at jail time. It's just uh, disgraceful. one 337 6666 Let's go to uh, Hall of Fame coach Jack uh, Smithlin over in Fairlawn. Jack, good morning. What's your take on all this? Well, we're, we live in a crazy world, Rick. Well, we know um, that. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's it's so funny, but it, it feels like it's a game, and the one with the most money wins, you know? And, you know, we, I was talking about this yesterday with some of my friends, and one of my friends said, make it legal. You know, I mean, if you want to solve the problem, <clears throat> you know, and if you want to relate it to athletics, because, like, like a couple of your callers were talking about how it's not just about the, the sports part of it, you know, the athletes who are getting in. Aren't these parents, aren't these people with all this money thinking about all the people they're hurting? Not only hurting, but what about their kids? I just read online last night that two or three of those kids from those, you know, those very, very expensive parents are transferring out of their schools because they're going to be bullied and harassed and, of course. you know, humiliated. Talking to my sons about it, um, Zach said something to the effect that, Dad, it, it's the same feeling I had when I was competing at the minor league level in, in professional baseball, knowing that the two guys on my left and my right were both doing steroids. It's not a play, it's not a even, you know, an equal playing field. But here's what one of my friends had said. He said, Listen, if these people with all this money want to pay this kind of money to get their kids into the school, why lie? You want to pay a million dollars? Pay a million dollars. Your kid gets an education, and you have to pay for five other scholarships to an athletic program that will get these kids in who maybe are not a slot player, who can't afford to pay for college. Make it legal, you know, and, you know, he, he had a point. I mean, they're doing it under the table, illegally. People are getting into trouble, getting fired, getting arrested, going to go to jail. I mean, there was one, I forget which one it was, but it's a million-dollar bail. I mean, come on, what are we talking about here? <laughs> I mean, so, it's, make, Jack, make it legal. I, you know, it's something to consider, and and, uh, and thank you, as always, for your thoughts this morning. You're welcome, Rick. Thanks, Jack. You know, and, and to Jack's point, yeah, maybe the time has come to add total uh, transparency. You know, there was a time not long ago where it was illegal to gamble on sporting events, and, you know, that's now changed. A lot of states' gambling on sporting events is allowed. Maybe this is what we do with the college admissions. If you have unbelievable resources and you want your kid to go to that school, yeah, then just say, look, I'm going to give the school a million or $2 million, and I'll make sure that my kid gets in. I don't have to go through the facade of pretending that he or she is a recruited athlete. And I'll also pay, you know, for five or six other kids who uh, don't have to take student loans. They just go on, on my dime. I'll pay for them as well. I mean, maybe that's a solution. But clearly, this is just crazy, and and uh, it just it has to be has to has has to come to an end immediately. Let's move on. Let's go to uh, let's go to Irv over in Paramus. Hey, Irv. Good morning. You're on the fan. Hi. I'd like to follow up on the woman who called up saying she wasn't surprised because this has been going on all all the time. Yep. I just wanted to urge people. Uh, every now and then, Hollywood just gets it right, and nobody's listening. I urge you to see the movie three or four years ago. Literally, the name of the movie is Admission. Tells the story. Nobody listening. Now a national scandal like the China Syndrome or Fatal Attraction. 
I'm going to tell you, Irv, I, I, uh, and thank you for the call. I'm not familiar with the movie Admission, but it sounds like it's right on topic, uh, and uh, it may very well be. Thank you for that suggestion. Let's go to Greg over in Chatham, New Jersey. Greg, good morning. You're on the fan. Yeah, good morning, Rick. Uh, kudos to you for bringing this topic up on this uh, uh, round four Sunday of, uh, uh, of a sport that truly embodies the definition of honor. And that, of course, is the sport of golf. You know, Rick, this goes way beyond the, uh, you know, my dad graduated from Princeton in, in 52. And, you know, you had your, your legacy students um, uh, that maybe didn't have the best grades, but they, they kind of were given a little slack because uh, their, their dad and, and and their grandfather and their great-grandfather went there. Right. Okay, that, that, this is different. This is a whole different new genre of graft and corruption by coaches. And I'm glad you brought up the name of Gordon Ernst, uh, who, by the way, in case you, were, you didn't know, uh, was a private tennis coach to Michelle Obama and Malia and Sasha. I did and not know that. Well, he was. And uh, here you have, you know, there's supposed to be honor in sports. It's supposed to be about competition and following the rules and not cheating. And here you have coaches like Gordon Ernst who poisoned their own sport that they're supposed to love, and that's why they have a career in it, by, by ruining the opportunity of, of kids that truly had talent that could contribute to the school, but that spent their, their right. water, water polo or what. And, and I want to say this, Rick, yeah. this is for the record. This is for the record, and this is for that jerk that brought up Trump. The overwhelming majority of parents who have been caught in this scandal are connected to Hollywood and their liberal elites. You won't find well, any conservative... That's... Let's not, let's not go there. This it. is not the thrust about, and this is not the forum, Greg, for politics. And obviously, we're talking about sports well, that's and sports. called into your show, Rick, and he brought up Trump. Yeah, I hear you, but that's, that is, you know, and I, I look, thank, thank you for your thoughts, Greg. And again, I just want to get clear to our friends here that the purpose of talk about sports, sports parenting, uh, we can talk about politics to, uh, all day and all night, but that's not the issue here. The issue here, parents, regardless of their, their political leanings, and that, none of that stuff came up in the reporting and all this. What we're talking about here were parents who are very, very successful, have a lot of money, decided that, okay, I'm going to extend this and make sure my kid is a beneficiary of getting into a top college, even if it means the following things take place. A, it's going to deprive a more qualified student from getting in, because that's what happens here. There's only so many slots or so many you know, openings in each uh, freshman class. So these parents said, I don't care about those other kids. I'm going to make sure my kid gets in, even means I have to bribe people. And two, which I really think is, uh, and Greg did mention this, and I agree with this, it just totally taints the whole idea of these coaches, these top college coaches who have great reputations and in many cases have wonderful one-loss records and are considered to be terrific uh, educators. All of a sudden, they just like, my gosh, you threw away your reputation, you threw away all the good you've done for your for your athletes over the years, and who knows how many other kids you you were you know getting paid by 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 parents or other outside means. It just is so horrendous, 
in so many ways, it's just, it's just, uh, it's just God awful. Let me go quickly uh, to Terry up in Armenia. Terry, good morning. You're on the fan. Good, good morning, Coach. I know that you, a Harvard alumnus, yep. and I, a classmate of your brother yep. at Princeton, all are relieved that neither one of our alma maters was tainted by this scandal. Yeah, but Terry, you know, and I hear no, you just, saying, I, I know that, please. but you know, we also know that, uh, and this was brought up earlier, I mean, we do know there were buildings at Harvard and buildings probably at Princeton. Which Understood, have... but that's not the point. Okay. The point was that somehow or other, people realized that the admissions departments at Harvard and at Princeton, for example, could not be tainted. Yep. Well, and the question that I think needs to be asked and has not been asked is why the admissions departments of the various colleges and universities in question did not independently verify the allegations that were made by these student applicants and the coaches whose reputations now are irrevocably stained. Terry, I think that very much uh, summarizes exactly the one question that has to be asked, and, and, and thank you for that this morning. Let me, let me, You're um, very welcome, because nobody else so far that I have seen has asked it. I agree. And the and, admissions and directors of these schools yep. and their departments all should be sitting on the hot seat. I agree. 100%. You stay well, dear friend, and thank you so much for giving me some time. Thanks, Terry. Thank you for that, that, that question. That is exactly right. Now, of course, the cynic would say, well, the reason why the admissions offices, you know, they were on the take, too. That's why they didn't ask those tough questions. And that's, I do hope that Harvard doesn't get you know, caught up in this as, a, as an alum myself or in my brother's case who went to Princeton. The same thing. We want, we want our admissions offices, uh, officers to be squeaky clean, to be held to a higher standard. I mean, we all know to get into these top colleges, whether it's Wake Forest or, or Georgetown or USC, the, 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 the numbers are staggering. I mean, we're talking about less than 4 or 5% of all these great applicants getting admitted. You know there's tremendous pressure uh, to be admitted. And, yeah, that's why we do hope that our, these, these, co- these prestigious colleges and their admission offices are being, uh, being scrupulous and double-checking and triple-checking. If things look a little curious, is this kid really an athlete? How can this kid be in the football team uh, and be a long snapper if he's 145 pounds? How can this kid be a, a tennis star in the USTA but doesn't seem to play tennis anywhere? How can all these things happen? Who's paying attention? And that's the concern. All right, let me take a timeout. I'll be back with more. Stay with me. Big Wolf. Look, it's uh, it's very simple. Uh, as parents, we all want the best for our kids, uh, particularly if they are student athletes. We want them to enjoy the fruits of their labor as they apply to college, and hopefully, they'll go to the college of their choice. But parents, you know, <laughs> you can't bribe coaches. You can't bribe college prep administrators. That's not the answer. I mean, at some point, you have to put two and two together and say, is this ever going to backfire on me? Is this ever going to make ruin not just my reputation, but also that of my kid? I mean, as we heard one of the callers say, you know, kids are, are being now being humiliated when they find out that perhaps they got in 
uh, into a college on the on the coattails of their parents. It's as simple as that, and parents having deep pockets. It's just disgraceful. Okay, that's going to do it for me in this edition of the Sports Edge. My thanks this morning to Ed Arzuman. Uh, stick around for Ed Randall. He's up next. I'll see you next Sunday right here on the Sports Edge. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.